Yeah, yo, uh, what do y'all pass the gosh darn rock? Hey, yo, I'm trying iron line and hosting this will be grindy posting like Kobe Bryant, he flying to see the pilot. Hit the hezzy, we got Jesse, opinions get kinda messy. A fan of out of lefties from football to racing jet skis. This is past the rock, don't stop the shot clock, past the slap shot, come on, now let's talk past the rock. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Lost Tribe, to the next episode of Pass the Rock's interview sessions. I am Brian Swallow, uh, who joined today by a special guest. We are here with Neil Keller, retired CPA, now Jewish historian. He is running an exhibit at the Adolph and Rose Levis JCC of Boca Raton, Florida, which I have been to, entitled Triumph of the Spirit, Jewish Athletes Before, During, and After the Holocaust. Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's always paradise in South Florida. That's right. That's right. Even if you have to wear a sweater three or four times a year, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. So tell me, how long have you been collecting memorabilia of these famous Jewish athletes? Oh, wow. It started in 1986 when I went to a flea market in Georgetown. That's like an upper northwest part of Washington, D.C. And I saw, I saw a Sandy Koufax card there. And I knew Sandy... Golf drop. I knew Sandy... <laughs> I knew Sandy was a pitcher for the Dodgers and from Brooklyn. And um, so I bought the card. Then I decided to buy only Sandy Koufax. Then I read that his catcher was Jewish, Norm Sherry. And he had a, a, a teammate, Larry Sherry. Who, they were brothers. And I started collecting all the Jews in baseball. Then it went to football, basketball, and hockey. Then entertainment. It's unbelievable. I cover everything. Politics. But it's cool. I mean, years later, I'm sitting there with Sandy at, at a spring training game talking. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, of, it's, I, was, I used to I used to travel around and visit JCCs in the Bensonhurst JCC in Brooklyn. There's pictures of him on on like the teen basketball team when he was growing right. up. Right. He, like, he went to Lafayette High School. And even though he's known for being a great baseball player, he had a basketball scholarship to um, University of Cincinnati. Mm hmm. So like when I would talk to Sandy, I used to quiz him, and he asked me if I worked for for the CIA. I said, like, Sandy, how many games did you win in your last season? He won twenty seven, but I mean that's amazing to win twenty seven games and, and then retire. Right. But I enjoyed Sandy got every question right about himself. Well, so that's I, good. Then he was keeping up. Uh, you know, yes. not all, not, especially now. I think nowadays people are more in tune to their stats because they're everywhere. They're all over social media and wherever. But how did you? How and uh, why did you start like this hobby, and which has grown into so much more to collect this memorabilia? Well, I always collected because I was proud of my religion. I went to an Orthodox synagogue growing up, and you know I read a lot. And I don't know. My mother used to have a a button that said, kiss me, I'm Jewish. And I don't know, we all wore stars of David or highs. And I've always been proud of my religion. And, you know, Jews need good, good role models. You'd be shocked who's Jewish. Mm -hmm. And it came to me, like I spoke on the phone with Paul Newman. He was an actor. He died a few years ago. And he had a Jewish father. And he said, Mate, Neil, you can count me. It's harder to be Jewish than Christian. I said, okay, you're, you're, you're on my website, you know, like, People are really, there's like, Jews love talking about who is Jewish. So I'm just like the source. And I get letters like, you know, like Rod Carew wrote me a letter saying, you know, I never converted. And then other people tell me, you know, I get some really great emails. I meet people, phone calls. 
Yeah, so, it's a, it's an it's an amazing thing. Um, and and you know, Lost Tribe, we work with teens that, for the most part, are disengaged from their Jewish communities post bar bat mitzvah. So you know, we are very. It's very important. It's an outcome of ours to you know connect them with Jewish role models so they can see you know people in that space. And obviously, the work you do does that exactly. Um, What's some of the stuff that's going on at the upcoming exhibit at the JCC in Boca that uh, you'd like to share with our audience? Well, see, this is different. I've done displays in Washington, D.C., New York. I even spoke at the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown and up in Canada. But this is different. I used to speak about, like, Koufax, Barbara Streisand, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or even Scarlett Johansson's Jewish. Mm -hmm. I had like in my closet all these rare items from the Holocaust and it didn't hit me until I showed it to the U.S. Holocaust Museum in Washington and they were like stunned they wanted to know how I living in Rockville, Maryland got stuff from like Paris in Europe you know that's like 4,000 miles away and I explained to them how I got it and you're, you're going to see like personal family items of um, like Victor Young Perez he was a Tunisian Jew world champion in 1930 and 31, captured by the Nazis and put in Auschwitz and had to fight other Jews to amuse the guards. And the loser was killed. And um, I have personal family photos of him with his parents, with his friends. Um, and then there's Kid Francis. He's an Italian Jew. He had a Jewish mother. Mm -hmm. And I, so I even have two trophies that belong to Kid Francis. Both these boxers were grabbed by the Nazis in Paris. And I have a whole bunch of other rare things that um, you know, we're going to probably have like the national media there. I've never shown this to the public. So I urge if people, what's better? It goes from January 5th to February 28th, warm weather. If you're up north, come south and you'll see some amazing stuff. And it's educational. So I'll I'll ask kind of the question that's in my head that I'm sure a lot of people ask. How did you come across all this uh, memorabilia? Where'd you where'd you get it? How'd you get access to it? Oh, you mean the European? Well, I should have. I mentioned before the CIA. I should have worked for them. <laughs> I tracked down people. Sometimes it was before the internet. I found out people. I found out family relatives of Perez and Francis, and I um I wrote to them and I wrote to sellers. And the first person I wrote to, I told him I'm Jewish and these are the people I wanted. And he told me bluntly he won't help me. And so I'm, I know there's anti-Semitism in Europe. Sure. Then I changed my spiel, use some Yiddish. And I told people I was collecting like Winston Churchill, Charlie Chaplin, Rocky Marciano. I made up other people and I added the Jews. So then I started getting, well, I had to pay for it. But it's unbelievable what I have. I try not to brag, but <laughs> it's easy to have a Sandy Koufax rookie card from 1955. To have personal family pictures and other, and I have like Pauline Mayer. She was a German fencer and I used her in the Olympics as like a token Jew for propaganda purposes. Um, Rudy Ball. I have like a real rare hockey card in He was a star German hockey player in the Winter Olympics. Those were the only two German Jews allowed to represent Germany. And um, Rudy Ball was only kept alive because of um, 
his teammate was Christian and his teammate insisted that he's on the team. Mm-hmm. Believed that both of these Jewish athletes were told that nothing would happen to their family if they participated. I have like Agnes Coletti was a Hungarian gymnast. She won 10 medals in the Olympics. Mark Spitz won 11. Um, Marty Glickman, people in New York will know who he is. Marty mm-hmm. on the USA track team. And him and Sam Stoller were going to be on, 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 on the track team. And um, the, the U.S. didn't want to upset Hitler by having Jews win the race. So they replaced them with Jesse Owens and Ralph Metcalf. That's a great trivia question. That's an unbelievable story. And, and you know, obviously a trivia question to know after everything that happened with that, that race afterwards. Um, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Marty... He became like the voice of the Knicks. Yep. And the, he was popular. And so when I met Marty, he gave, he didn't understand. He gave me his personal resume. He said, I'm honored to be in your collection. I mean, I didn't know what, I kept his resume. <laughs> it was like typed on a typewriter. It was kind of funny. Oh, that's beautiful. What, uh, so you said this, this exhibit goes in January and February of next year. Like I said, at the Boca Raton JCC. What, uh, where do you go from here when that exhibit ends in South Florida? I would like to take it out to Los Angeles. I mean, maybe I'll do one more local in South Florida. Los Angeles, New York, London, Paris, and Israel. Like, I'm speaking at an international conference January 8th, the Association of Holocaust Organizations. And it's the people in Europe are going to, like, freak out. It's like a 70s word. They're going to freak out that, that I have this. Mm-hmm. Because when I spoke to Yad Vashem by Zoom, they thought this stuff was destroyed 80 years ago. So, you know, I'm finally going to show it with pride. You know, some Jews survived. Some, like, um, Perez and Francis were both eventually murdered by the Nazis. Meanwhile, there are other people that weren't even athletes that did things like um, Fred Lebo. Fred Lebo survived the Nazis and he founded the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. Ludwig Gutman was um, the founder of the Paralympic Games. A woman named Lottie Burke created this exercise called Bari Exercises, which is known around the world. This is not, this is all sports. If it was non-sports, I'll be talking about Dr. Ruse, Albert Einstein, and others. Mm-hmm. There are some amazing stories. Like, I mean... We could talk for hours if you want, but there's some amazing, you know, like Alfred Flatow, he won gold medals as did his cousin in the 1896 Olympics in Athens, Greece. And then they were both murdered in a concentration camp called Theresienstadt. There's um, HBO had a movie recently called The Survivor. Mm -hmm. Harry Haft. Dawson Touch was Harry. He died in 2007 down here in Pembroke Pines. And they did a movie. He had to fight other Jews to amuse the guards. And um, so we're going we're gonna, to um, have his stuff here. His son, Alan, is going to be speaking. Alan, Alan wrote a book. I'm hoping to get some celebrities like, um, I think Wolf Blitzer will show up. Wolf Blitzer's parents are Holocaust survivors. In mm-hmm. fact, he was born in Germany right after the 1948. Mm-hmm. Um, Spielberg might enjoy this. Not enjoy is not the right word. 
but they'll be shocked. I mean, this stuff is going to stay in the closet for years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So um, it would be really interesting if you are in Israel next summer, the JCC Maccabi games will be there. So a lot of our team community will be competing uh, in Israel, uh, you know, in the Olympic style event that they do every year. So that could be interesting. You know, we'll have to talk. I'd love to yeah. try to time coordinate that. Yeah, yeah. There's great stories like in fencing. Jews were really good in fencing. So in the 1936 women Olympic sport, um, there were the gold, silver, and bronze all went to Jewish athletes. Alona Ellis-Shackshire was from Hungary. Helena Mayer was from Germany. She won the silver. And Ellen Priest from Austria won the bronze. So I have rare trading cards that have all three of them on it. And Alina on the stage had to do a, a high Hitler salute, whatever that is, you know. And I, she said she had to do it to keep her family alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'd love to coordinate with you at the Maccabi Games. Yeah, yeah, no, we can make that connection and, and see what's uh, possible there. How would a Lost Tribe team, you know, we have a lot of teens in our community that collect baseball cards, football cards, other memorabilia. How do they get started in in this sort of hobby and really, you know, have the ability to grow with it? Well, first they have to learn who is Jewish. So if you go to www.neilkeller.com, it's N-E-I-L, neilkeller.com, and you can click on the different pages. And there's an Excel sheet from A to Z. So like, like you can go to, you just pick any Excel sheet. If there's nothing next to the name, that means they're 100% Jewish. If they have M, that means they have a Jewish mother. Like whose mother? Um, got my mind blank. There's, there's many people that have a Jewish mother only and a non-Jewish father. Then if you have a Jewish father, like, you know, like Mike Liebersall was a catcher for the Phillies. Mm -hmm. F next to it. Then there's people that converted in. There's, you know, like converts in like Mer Merrill Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor, Bob Tufts in baseball. Um, they might have an X in it, meaning they're not Jewish, and everyone thinks they are, like Rod Carew. Right. Carew married a Jewish woman, and they had three daughters, and they're all raised Jewish. Mm -hmm. And Adam Sandler had a song out, they know the Hanukkah song. That's right. I sent him a copy of that letter and I spoke to his publicist. I said, Adam, he is not Jewish. And so we spoke and um, they did a new song. And I, I told him some names of people that they probably wouldn't know are Jewish. Mm -hmm. so, and then. Yeah, he probably made it more popular that Rod Carew was Jewish than anybody else. Well, that's because Carew <laughs> wore a high, like mm -hmm. that Jewish symbol for life. Yep. And his wife gave them. That was like his good luck charm. Then again, Steph Curry in basketball has Jewish letters on his arm. You know, I, I do. And there's some people that were Jewish stars that are not Jewish. So speaking of uh, Steph Curry, what are some? Of, who are the some of the athletes that you follow today that are still active uh, uh, playing sports? There's a lot. Like, well, last night in baseball. Last night. Well, today is. Uh, yeah, last night, because we're taping this, it's October yeah. 19th. Last night, it was, it was the Astros versus the Yankees. So um, Alex Bregman, he yeah. plays third base for, for the Astros, and he bats like fourth or fifth. And then the, the Yankees had this guy, Harrison Bader. He mm -hmm. hit three home runs in the postseason. 
The Yankees also have Scott Efres, but I don't think he's on the postseason squad. So I follow them. I like to follow Roddy Torres. He's like a Mexican Jew. The family's from Mexico. Yep. He homers for the Brewers. There's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of players. Max Freed. Max Freed pitches for the um, Atlanta Braves. He wears 32 because he loved Sandy Koufax. And I think he's left-handed, just like Koufax. In football, um, well, great Joseph is a field goal kicker from Minnesota. I like Michael Dunn because he went to the University of Maryland where I went. He's on Cleveland. There's Anthony Ferkser. That's an unbelievable Jewish name. And he's a, he's a tight end, I think, on Atlanta. And there's there's in golf, you have Morgan Pressel, Max Homa, tennis, Diego Schwartzman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, baseball, I mean, basketball used to dominate. The first basket ever was by Ozzie Sheckman. I used to meet Ozzy. I must have had lunch, dinner with him 50 times down here. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote an article about him for, for, for the Jewish Journal. So, like, the, the NBA started in 1946. And um, like I got, that's how I got to know David Stern and Adam Silver. So the Knicks, for their 46-47 team, had six Jews on the team. Now there aren't – well, let me see. Amadi Steyermeyer is not playing. I mean, there yeah. – a few Jews recently, Jordan Farmar, mm-hmm. the guy on the um, Wizards. Um, I always say his name wrong. Like Demi of Oh, Adagia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's on the Wizards. Yep. Yep. And Omri <laughs> Caspi. Omri Caspi bounced yeah, around a little bit. No, he yeah, bounced he around a little bit. I know he played in New Orleans very briefly. So, um, but every JCC, when he was in the city, we're like trying to get programming with him and get him to come talk to their basketball league, stuff like that. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, so the key to doing the whole hobby is you have to first know who's Jewish. There's mm-hmm. some that sound Jewish and they're not at all. And I learned, but I've been doing this for years, 36 years. And, you know, I tell people I'm 38 years old. So I started at two years old. That's not, right. And well, um, that's the key with collecting. You got to start at some point, even if you don't think this stuff is interesting yet, it becomes interesting throughout history when players go on and do this, do that, whatever. So uh, it's all no, about it's, my collection. But it's also very educational. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll reduce anti-Semitism. Like Jews invented the cell phone. Um, Jonas Salk was the polio vaccine. I mean, there's a lot of great inventions by Jews. Many Jewish people won Nobel Prizes. And I used to try to collect them all, and that got impossible. Mm-hmm. To me, it's fun. When I was in Washington, I'd go to Capitol Hill. And that Chuck Schumer, Joe Lieberman. I'm going to invite them both to the exhibit. I like Jimmy Raskin. Um, just a whole bunch of things. So you could go visit them. You could knock on their door and say, you want to tell them about world peace or there's danger to our country, they won't see you. But if you if you say do you want to see my rare Jewish items, they love it. Yep, they're all about it. But I think they need the diversion. Sure, sure. One last question. It's our biggest question. We ask everybody we have on our show this question: Pineapple on pizza? Are you pro? Are you for that? Or are you against that? I don't really have pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Let's say I'm against it. Okay. 
most people most people i find from the northeast like you know grew up in the northeast new york boston whatever are anti anybody else is you know got a little bit more of a, a openness to it so thanks for being honest with that one well i'm in the middle like i grew up in washington which is where the south yeah but my father was from new york right Right. So, so, so I, I interviewed Seth Greenberg and he was disgusted I would even ask the question. So uh, ESPN personality. But anyway. Oh, so. uh, yeah. I, you know, if you go to my website, you'll see a picture of me and Seth. OK. Um, I, 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 I was in touch with him since he was coaching at Virginia Tech. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who's more a character, him or Bruce Pearl, but they're both funny. Well, it's it's interesting. Bruce Pearl was the last interview we did. We're getting ready to release it in a few weeks when uh, the college basketball season starts. So uh, quite a character. He was open to pineapple on pizza, just so you know, if you were wondering. Okay, wait, I'm trying to remember. Bruce Pearl, I think, was from Boston. Yes, he was. Yeah, or he is. Yeah, he is. He's from Boston. So yep. that, that goes against the norms. It does. It does. He, but he goes against the norms in a lot of ways, in a lot of great ways. So. No, I know. Uh, yeah. Well, Neil, thank you so much for joining us. We we're glad to have you uh, and learn a little bit more about what's going on um, with your hobby in general, and then specifically with the exhibit you have going on at that will be at the Adolph and Rose Levis JCC in Boca uh, Raton, Florida. And good luck. And we were, maybe we'll catch up down the road and, and find some, uh, you've, you've acquired some new items. Yeah, I hope everyone attends. It's educational and you know it's just something that people should see absolutely absolutely well thank you so much all right thank you have a great day all right, all right you too bye